if you haven't been here this summer, I've, I've been in and out a lot, and all of y'all have been in a lot. Uh, we've been doing a series on, called Songs of Summer. So like we did last year, we did Pixar movies, if you were here for that, which was fun. Um, and so this year, we decided to do some songs, which would be fun. And the purpose of it, if you're thinking, why are they doing songs like pop songs, and today we're going to be doing Coldplay and the band St. Paul and the Broken Bones. Um, why are we talking about that in church? What does that have to do with God? Um, and I think it's because it's really fun. Once you have your kind of, I like to think about like the God goggles on, and you look at light, like you look at songs and you look at movies, you see God everywhere. I mean, God is not, you can't box him out of that. It's not like God's in church and he's not at the movie theater. That's not fair. You know, like God is way more powerful than that. So he's everywhere, and so it's really fun to kind of look in and see how do Christians interact in culture? How do we see um, the things that we know about God in the Bible played out in movies and songs? And how even non-Christians, how do the struggles that we all face, how can we see those in songs and in movies? So before we get started, um, I'm going to pray for us. Um, dear Heavenly Father, Lord, I pray that you would be here now in the midst of us. I pray that, um, that you would be present and that you would speak today um, to all of us through your word and in through um, these musicians today, Lord. Um, all these things I ask in Jesus' name. Amen. So, first I'm going to start with the kind of, I'm going to say it's the secular, so non-Christian reference Coldplay. I, I don't really know where they stand as far as their religious beliefs. But um, we're going to watch the music video, and um, there's not really a lot of overt Christian material. So um, the song, if you haven't heard it, is from their new album, and it's called Midnight. And so both of the songs that we're going to be looking at today are entitled Midnight. So it's the difference, we're going to be comparing the two. And um, Midnight just being kind of like a metaphor, you might say, for the darkness that we all experience. And so first we're going to watch this video and we're going to pray that the technology works. Okay. Um, and while this is loading, I'll say, so the, the, I'm aware, I'm fully aware that this music video is a little bizarre, okay? Um, and you're going to be wondering, when is she going to close the screen, because isn't that enough? But we're going to watch the whole thing. Um, <laughs> and because we're gonna, I'm going to reference some of the stuff at the end, just pay attention. I think there's a lot going on, too. It doesn't seem like it, but there is. And I'm going to hope this, this loads. Um, maybe Gracie has the magic touch so while I turn off the lights would you mind would you can you help it okay yeah thank you Hopefully, so we can get to you. Oops. <laughs> Which one is it, Jay? Oh, that's close enough. Oh, yay. Thank you. See, she's really good at this. Okay. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you. 
Okay, that's what I wanted to get to. <laughs> um, so an interesting video, you can definitely say. Um, and if you missed some of that, we're going to look at the lyrics. So, um, if, oh, that's funny. You, you, can you get the idea? I don't know why it cut off. Okay, you got the idea. I mean, I can read it. Okay, so it says, In the darkness before the dawn, in the swirling of this storm, when I'm rolling with the punches, and hope is gone, leave a light on, a light on. Millions of miles from home in the swirling, swimming on, when I'm rolling with the thunder, but bleed from thorns, leave a light on, leave a light on. In the darkness before the dawn, in the darkness before the dawn, leave a light on. Um... So here, how does Coldplay describe their, like, what are the emotions that they experience in this darkness? Anybody? Some of the adjectives. Anybody? Is it hard to read on the thing? They talk about, hmm? Uh, they talk about the swirling of the storm, right? It's a storm. Um, a hope is gone. Hope is absent in this situation. Um, they're away from home. Um, they're bleeding from thorns. Yeah, and it's dark, and they seem kind of lost, right? So where, and the darkness here, principally, is all, I mean, it's all coming from outside somewhere. Around them is darkness. They're bleeding from thorns from the outside. They're bleeding from, um, the things are falling on them. Um, and their hope, their hope, which they don't have, but they're looking out and they're saying, uh, something leave the light on, and what, who they're talking to, it's unclear who the audience is. Um, if you look in the video, the light, if you see where is the light coming from, the light, they're, the only things lit up are themselves and some of the lights in the city, right? Those are the things that are lit. Those are the sources of light in this. Um, and so it really reminded me of this passage in Isaiah. So talking about culture being mirroring things we already read in Scripture, um, this is spoken to the people of Judah in Isaiah. It says, when someone tells you, I'll read it because you can. When someone tells you to consult mediums and spiritists who whisper and mutter, should not a people inquire of their God? Why consult the dead on behalf of the living? Consult God's instruction and the testimony of warning. If anyone does not speak according to this word, they have no light of dawn. Distressed and hungry, they will roam throughout the land when they are famished. They will become enraged and looking upward, they will curse their king and their God. Then they will look towards the earth and see only distress and darkness and fearful gloom, and they will be thrust into utter darkness. So here you see these people experiencing, they're turning to mediums and spiritists, they're turning to people of this world, as we see in that video, turning to people of this world for the light and the source, and they're thrust into utter darkness. Um, so it's just a really cool parallel between what they experience and what um, these people of Judah experience. But conversely, we have what? St. Paul and the Broken Bones experience in their darkest time, in their midnight. And if, I don't know, if, has anybody, can, a show of hands, heard of St. Paul and the Broken Bones? Yeah, okay, super cool band from Birmingham. If you haven't heard of them, I recommend it. They're, really, they're coming in November to Alabama Theater. Um, they've been gotten a lot of play, and they've been interviewed on NPR, all these great reviews. People from all over the country are raving about them. And this main singer, Paul, um, was in training to become a preacher before he became this musician. His band started about a year or two ago. Um, so we're going to watch the video of their midnight. Theirs is not a video. It's kind of fun to watch them sing um, and see what they experience. It's a little easier to understand what they're saying, too.
Okay, isn't that fabulous? Okay, I love that song. Um, <laughs> so, to go through those lyrics too, here. If you missed, that's a little easier to understand, but he says in the song, My mama told me, son, it won't go away, that old heartache. It just won't stop the rain. Please just try, boy, just find the Lord. If you can hear him say, just sit and pray. I've been bad. Please just cry now, let it wash away. You've been lost, child, and I hope you find your way. I know it hurts, boy, but he'll heal all your wounds. If you can hear him say, just sit and pray, I've been bad, and I need him. I'll look how that down. Um, so uh, the song is often, I feel, more powerful when he sings it because the inflection that he puts on certain parts is more than when you read it like this. But um, for him, this de- deepest, darkest moment, um, what does he feel? He feels the adjectives he describes. He describes the rain, the storm, just like they did with Coldplay. Um, he describes um, he describes the heartache, the, that kind of pain. He feels lost. Um, he hurts. Um, 
And where does the darkness come from for Paul? Well, we saw with Coldplay, the darkness was all, um, and the pain all came from the outside. It was the rain that came from the outside, the storm that came from the outside, the thorns that pricked him from the outside. We see here for Paul, it's the same thing. It's a sto- he has the storm, he's got the rain, he's got the, but he also has the pain that comes from the inside. The guilt, that I've been bad, and the guilt that is in here. The darkness isn't just outside, it's also inside himself. Um, and when he looks for a source for what to do with all of that, Coldplay, I mean, we'll go back, da, da, da. Coldplay says, um, his hope is what? Leave a light on. He doesn't, who is he talking to? It's unclear. Leave a light on somebody. And the people who are lit are these, uh, his friends and the, the people in the city. Um, and here, I mean, the, what is his hope? He never says, the, di- the biggest difference in this song to me is he never says he's lost his hope, right? They're hoping that he finds his way. But he never says hope is gone because he ends it very powerfully, how he cries out in pain, I need him. I need the Lord. Um, and so the, the biggest difference, even though um, what they experience is very similar in some ways, um, the biggest difference is this hope. And he's experienced something. One thing that spoke really powerfully to me once was somebody said, Christian hope is different than everybody else's hope because Christian hope is based on a certainty. Like something has happened um, to you that has built this kind of, that has instilled a certainty in you, a truth that you know. Um, and so what's the opposite of midnight? Anybody? Noon time, right? The brightness of noon. And here we see um, with um, that, the real St. Paul. <laughs> um, he's, what happens to him is... On one of these journeys, I was going to Damascus with the authority and the commission of the chief priests. About noon, King Agrippa, as I was along the road, I saw a light from heaven, brighter than the sun, blazing around me and my companions. We all fell to the ground, and I heard a voice saying to me in Aramaic, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? It is hard for you to kick against the goads. Then I asked, Who are you, Lord? I am Jesus, whom you are persecuting, the Lord replied. Now get up and stand on your feet. I have appeared to you to appoint you as a servant and as a witness of what you have seen and will see of me. I will rescue you from your own people and from the Gentiles. I am sending you to them to open their eyes and to turn them from darkness to light and from the power of Satan to God so that they may receive forgiveness of sins and a place among those who are sanctified by faith in me. Um, so here we see Paul in his testimony and his experience of having experienced a bright light of the light of noon. The, I mean, this is I'm making this, extending this metaphor maybe a little far, but <laughs> um, having experienced that brightness of noon um, in the dark and the storm, when the darkness around him and even inside is heavy, um, he clings to that hope, which is a, a certainty that having seen that light, that light will not go out. Coldplay's biggest fear is that the light will go out, um, and Paul knows that the light won't go out, even in the pain. Like he knows that the light is never going to go out. Um, so why, so why do we care about um, these two people? Why, like why, why do I take the time to compare these songs and why do I think it's important? I think seeing how similar they are in some ways, because they are similar, um, brings compassion. Because maybe you're not a Christian or maybe you have friends who aren't Christians or parents or siblings or brothers and sisters, um, and you experience these midnights in a really similar way sometimes. It looks the same. Um, we all have those things that 
um, just to keep it literal with midnight. I mean, we all have those things that keep us up at night, right? That you can't go to sleep because you're thinking about that one thing. And maybe it's, I'm worried I'm not going to make the team tomorrow morning. Um, I'm not going to, I'm going to fail that test. Um, I can never sleep before I travel. <laughs> um, maybe it's that deal won't go through. Um, that thing that's keeping you up, that's, you can't sleep, you can't rest because of the fear of that, that darkness that surrounds you. Um, and we all experience that. But also to know that um, for Christians, um, we're, we don't have to live in fear that that, that light is ever going to go out because it won't. Because that biggest darkness that we fear, the darkness of death, um, that's already been experienced by somebody for us. And um, when we read of Jesus' death, it says, this is an account in Luke, he says, it was now about the sixth hour, this is when Jesus dies, he says, um, it's now about the sixth hour and darkness came over the whole land into the ninth hour. For the sun stopped shining, sun stopped shining and the curtain of the temple was torn in two. Jesus called with a loud voice, Father, into your hands I can in my spirit. When he had said this, he breathed his last. Um, darkness covered the whole earth when Jesus died. And he experienced that, that death, that darkness on our behalf. So now, pardon me from the, for the theologically sort of weak and simple metaphor, but it's sort of like if you're ever in that situation where you're going into a dark house or if y'all have been with friends and maybe somebody's going to go in like the... Um, or even to walk into a party first, whatever it is, whatever, it doesn't, I mean, that dark place, that scary place. Um, it's like without you even asking, Jesus walked in on your behalf um, and lit the way from the inside. And then he sent apart himself the Holy Spirit to guide us there. Um, and so that light, that he's, he's lit that path for us and that, that, um, that certainty of that we can rest in and also have compassion on those who experience what we experience. Um, it's just fun to read that. And so there's hope for everyone, for, for um, all of God's children we all care about. Um, right in the passage that I read from Isaiah about the cold play, he says, um, Nevertheless, there will be no more gloom for those who are in distress. So this is immediately, so we had the, I'll read the beginning, actually. Read from Isaiah. Um, this was when he told, immediately after they um, was written, when someone tells you to consult mediums and spiritists who whisper and mutter, should not a people inquire of their God? Why consult the dead on behalf of the living? Um, and then it ends with, then they will look towards the earth and see only distress and darkness and fearful gloom, and they will be thrust into utter darkness. Um, and yet, nevertheless, he says, nevertheless, there will be no more gloom for those who are in distress. In the past, he humbled the land of Zebulun and the land of Naphtali. But in the future, he will honor Galilee of the nations by the way of the sea beyond the Jordan. People walking in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of deep darkness, a light has dawned. Um, so there's hope for us and there's hope for those who still are sw swirling that darkness. There's hope for Coldplay. There's hope for... Um, because we know that light is on. I think another thing that... People often can sometimes in Christian um, in the church treat people who are not Christians like they're aliens or something. Like God made um, God made us in His image, but I don't really know about those other people. Um, but God cares very deeply about He made you in His image. He made everybody in His image, all human, humankind. And if He cares about them, we certainly care about them. Um, and so we see here, um, yeah, the mercy of God for them and for us, for all of us. And so any thoughts, any insights from that I didn't pick up on? 
Any Coldplay songs or St. Paul you want to recommend? <laughs> Anything? Questions? Excited about the concert? <laughs> I am counting down. Nothing? Okay. Huh? Uh, yes. Uh, Mumford and Sons? Mm-hmm. They, they have, seems to be a lot more hope in their lyrics than Fred Cole. Yeah, they're much more explicit. And I think Mumford and Sons doesn't admit to being Christian um, as of right now. Um, but I think that if you listen to the lyrics, you can't not hear it. Um, and that's what's cool. I think that's true of a lot of songs, even songs that are not from Christian artists. I mean, God is present everywhere, right? So one of the best definitions of sin I have ever heard in my life came from a friend who's not a Christian um, because they described the, the, the depth of that um, burden and shame and guilt and distance from something else, which is better than I'd ever heard, and with such honesty. And, um, so even though Montford and Sons doesn't profess to be Christian, though I think that they are, um, just some of the language is too Christian, but um, I think it's still there. It's still fair to talk about Paul says, um, I mean, I've never met Paul from St. Paul in the Broken Bones. I can't attest to um, his faith, but it's there. For, so he's explicit, so it's definitely there. But, yeah, I love Mumford and Sons, too. Any other thoughts? Maybe praise out. Um, dear Heavenly Father, Lord, um, I praise you. I thank you for meeting us in those dark places, Lord. I pray... Um, that you would give us eyes to see the light that you shine before us, um, the light of the path before us. I pray that you would guide us all um, in the coming days and weeks and years, Lord, guide this church and all these people here, Lord. I pray that you would give us a heart for those around us and compassion for those um, who suffer and um, who suffer with us, Lord. Um, and all these things I ask in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ. Amen.